from the continent of Europe, home to 44 different countries and enormous opportunities. This is the Financial Independence Europe podcast, the show where you will learn how to optimize your life and all the top financial hacks of this world. This with your hosts, Alvaro Matias. In this episode, we are interviewing Mr. Rip. Of course, it's not his real name. Mr. Rip is a software engineer and works for a well known tech company. He is originally from Italy and now lives with his family in Zurich, Switzerland. Since a couple of years, he runs a blog called Retire and Progress and he is an established member of the European FI community. In this episode, we are speaking about challenges and opportunities to achieve FI in Switzerland his strategies to achieve this, plus we also talk about tools he used to track and forecast FI. Regarding career, we also got some great advice how you can update your skills uh, in order to be in demand in the future. So enjoy the show. So Mr. Rip, regarding Switzerland, um, why in the end did you move there? Because it's quite a, an interesting choice if you can go anywhere in Europe, going to the most expensive place you can pretty much be besides Norway um, with crazy high costs of living and I mean it technically it's part of you well, it's not part of the European Union but you have a lot of immigration free them still but it's, it's still a bit harder than for example going to Germany or France. Oh, when, I, when I moved to Switzerland I moved here because I got a job offer well actually I decided to come here because my company has offices all around Europe so I thought that moving to Switzerland would be the easier way to get out of my country because I've never lived abroad. And uh, I, I said, I actually um, had my job interviews in, uh, in Silicon Valley. So uh, I was thinking about moving to California, but then I decided to, to stay in Europe. And in Europe, uh, Switzerland was the closest, like the easiest the easiest immigration option. Then uh, on, the, on the side of uh, why am I going to the, to the most expensive city or country in Europe uh, or one of the most expensive in the world? Um, well, I, I was not yet thinking about financial independence when I moved, of course. Uh, but I know that the, the absolute value of my savings would be very high. Because imagine if you, if if I invite you in an uh, in a imaginary country where you earn one million dollar per month, but you have to spend nine hundred thousand per month. Yes, it's expensive, but every month you spend there, you save a hundred thousand. So you can go to this like planet for one year and then go back and be a millionaire. That was what I was thinking about. I was living in Italy and I was super cheap. I was living with like less than a, like seven hundred euros per month. So. Having looked at the job offer, uh, and I said, "Okay, wow, this is like roughly ten thousand per month. If I can even save two thousand per month every month, I I live there. I can buy myself four months in Italy, which was, which was actually pessimistic because I I I I'm saving much more than that. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. So, um." And so are you lucky with your decision to go to Switzerland or do you sometimes think um, Italy has, could have been better? And no, well, um, no, I mean, I, if, if I'd go back in time, if I could go back in time, I would, I would try to come here way much earlier. 
I waited too much till age 35 to move out of my country. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I mean, I've always been saving money even when I was earning very little. Uh, but coming here has been a big boost for my, my um, even 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 for my profession, even for my uh, uh, career and for my net worth. <laughs> yeah. Is so, it, no, is it yeah. hard to stay frugal in Switzerland? I mean, you have a high income. You could you could spend yeah. more. <laughs> yes, yes. You are tempted to do this because everybody is organizing expensive things like hey let's go skiing but you should go skiing one day in switzerland spend like a, spend like like a, a month of vacation in italy because public transportation are expensive and then renting ski and then a ski pass for one day then what do you want to do you, don't you want to have lunch in one amazing uh, hut in uh, on top of the mountain it's another 100 euro like you spend a thousand euros on say one day skiing which is okay Sometimes you you want to do that, but but I mean, it's tough because social pressure is pretty high, and uh, I I still consider myself frugal, even though uh, comparing to other European bloggers, I'm the one who spend the the most. I've been to this amazing conference uh, last week, which is called Financial Independence Week Europe, mm-hmm. and uh, we were 25, 26 people few of them bloggers and other just people attending this conference and everybody was on the frugal side of the equation. So everybody was like talking how to save 10 euros here, 10 euros there. And I was the only one, like I was like ashamed of how much I spent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember last year I've, I've also been there and there were many frugals. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, from um, still uh, look from the inside uh, here, all my friends like mock me because I'm a cheapest. They say, hey, why are you really still, uh, you don't own a car? How are you crazy? Or you don't go to a restaurant like twice per week? Uh, why? You, get, you have a lot of money. So I still save roughly 70% of what I earn. Yeah, um, sometimes it's better not to compare yourself to other people, but just... So not having relative frugality, just have absolute frugality and try to yeah. save as much as you want. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. And, and by the way, once I put 70% of what I earn aside, I'm, I'm okay to allow myself some luxury, <laughs> quote, quote. So, Mr. Rip, what I also want to throw in, in terms of being frugal in Switzerland, what are the things you do, like not to spend a crazy amount, but still, you know, have good fun and not have to drive all the way over to like France or Germany or something? <laughs> no, we, well, we we are lucky because uh, we have Italian connections. So my in-laws come here like once per month and they carry a lot of grocery. <laughs> so we don't do that on purpose, but since we have we we anyway uh do trips to italy we use that as um for bulk buys of things uh, my, my 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 strategy is to buy things which has the most the the highest saving density i mean uh, uh per kilo so <laughs> so i don't want to carry like a lot of pasta because pasta is is heavy and uh, and here you can pay like double for it but who cares we're talking about 10 euros 
but like other things which cost a lot and they occupy less space and they're light, I will buy in Italy. Anyway, no, other frugal tactics. I mean, we don't own a car, which is a big saving. We are in a small apartment uh, uh, that I, uh, in, in, we are been living here for five years and a half. So when, when I moved here, I was alone at the time. My wife was in Italy. I paid like 1,500 Swiss francs for rent for a two-rooms apartment. Now I pay even less because in time rent decreased, while in the rest of the city it increased by a lot. So every other friend, every friend I know after two years of Switzerland, they moved to a big four-room, five-rooms apartment and they spend more than 3,000 per month. I spend 1,380 in, in a housing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then grocery, we do shopping at Migros, which is the cheapest grocery store. Most of our shoppings are there. We usually buy brand products. Uh, yeah. Then I don't know. Um, I usually don't, don't buy anything <laughs> for me. Like, um, I, I use t-shirt I can get at, at work for free when they produce new t-shirts. I, I don't buy any, uh, like my, if you look at my, uh, my toiletry, as it's called, I have like a soap, uh, um, um, a toothpaste, a toothbrush, <laughs> and I think that that's all. <laughs> I cut my own hair. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super frugal. My wife is less yeah. frugal, but... Uh, is, it, is it sometimes, uh, do you have conflicts about it? <laughs> because... So a, one a little bit, a little bit, yeah, okay. but a little bit. I mean, my wife is, is, is not a spendy person, uh, but she likes stuff. She likes buying more stuff. She's amazing in researching and trying to spend as less as possible. But for example, we, we, have, we, have, we, have, we had a daughter and we want to have like a baby, how's it called? Uh, baby shower? No, no, don't, no. Uh, baby track. I, I don't know. It's like um, a marsupial where to put uh, the, the kid. Ah yeah. yeah. Yes, so new the new one from from Manduka was like 130 Swiss francs. So my my wife went shopping for used products and then say oh I found I found for 30 but then I bought three of them. <laughs> so still saving compared to the new one but yeah. we have a lot of stuff. I mean she, my wife likes stuff. Like Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a cool video about stuff uh about shit versus stuff and what's the difference um maybe we can so i mean i'm more frugal and minimalist my wife is frugal, but not very minimalist so a lot of clothes a lot of things it sounds like a good combination to like you know if you spent 13 what is it 1385 on uh rent and like nothing on shopping and go to micros live cheap even in switzerland and combine Mm -hmm. that with a high salary but still you know having lots of fun in that sense, um, also yeah. just wanted to ask, like Rob, you as a software developer in Europe, um, like if there's anybody out there who like wants to get into software development or just in general, like career advance, uh, mm-hmm. advancement, are there like any things you can like throw out, mm-hmm. like you learned in the last 20 years uh, of your career? Sure, I've been I've been passing through phases of my career and. Uh, um, I got passionate about uh, 
coding languages uh, very early in career in my career. So I got passionate about C++ and then I went very deep. I read every book and I watched every talk about every talk about C++. I actually uh, one of the member of the C++ Italian community. So I was considered a guru in uh, in this specific like very very niche, and that was good for. Um, uh, for getting me started and getting good jobs, even in Italy. Mm-hmm. Then, then a second phase of my career has been broadening a little bit. So I went very deep at the beginning, so becoming a specialist on one thing. And then instead of keeping, like becoming even more specialist on one thing, I went broad. So I, I started studying like software development techniques and uh, design patterns and and then even more broad on soft skills so i think even theater acting helped me and uh, like public speaking being able to communicate i think right now the problem we have in software development is that even large companies they have so many people and uh, so many lines of written code already that that we are better off hiring someone who's very good at communicating and documenting than like a nerd who can write five lines of amazing code, but then nobody can can read. So I would I would suggest that people fresh out of college to to do the same pattern, like uh, getting good at something, then broadening your, your site. Mm-hmm. It's like the um, I think in HR they call it T-shape uh, employee, like mm-hmm. um, having some knowledge uh, very deep and then um, yeah yeah broad and, and, and uh, I've always been a futuristic so always uh, keep an eye on what's coming next. Right okay. now I would I would recommend like people who are 20 years old to focus on machine learning. People who are 10 years old and want to be a software engineer to focus on life science, for example. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, that's that's true. I, um, also, I'm very um, um, yeah, nightish. <laughs> I'm yeah. The the younger people, uh, for example, in my work, they are they can do fancy things because they learn it in the university, like machine learning and um, what else, like robotics. And uh, we uh, like thirty uh, somethings. We yeah, we we do the the older stuff. I would say so. At least mm-hmm. me. I'm always trying to uh, to learn more new things, but um, I think hmm. for the younger ones. Don't you feel like you could be uh, at one point uh, can be made obsolete? I, I have this kind of feeling that in five years, if I don't update myself, I will I will become obsolete. So that's another reason to reach financial independence because this this uh, golden egg chicken cannot like may at one point stop laying eggs <laughs> yeah but um i think i also I, I continually continuously update myself with uh new things but as i want to stay in my niche or niche but also um i, I can add also the new things like uh, cognitive services or machine learning i can do that without mm-hmm. leaving my current uh, um field okay. Um, so that's a good thing, and yeah, I also I'm get I'm getting bored when I'm not updating myself. <laughs> sure. Let me maybe also throw something in there from the twenty-ish side. Um, I mean, I'm twenty-five, so I guess I'm the generation before you guys. <laughs> so in terms of like being the fresh college, well, I'm not technically not a fresh college grad anymore. I've been out for like three years, but. Um, <laughs> 
just this whole way of learning and it's yes uh, you get out of college with a lot of awesome new ideas and programming skills and understanding of systems which is amazing but um in order to actually apply it you need to ex you need the experience because i've had so often that i might have been technically able to do 10,000 things but because of my lack of understanding of organizations mm -hmm. of politics well, it depends which is your goal. Right now, uh, yeah. at your age and current market uh, situation, it's still um, company careers seems to be still a thing. Maybe in 20 years from now, there will be portfolio careers. So you will be working on your own, uh, on your stuff and uh, collaborating with several companies. So maybe this, this current system doesn't scale. I don't know. Uh, so maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing to not have an actual experience with like great corporations or, or like that. I like that point. It doesn't scale in a sense of um, obviously, you know, the model where you work 40 years for the same employer is that. Exactly. that but even um, like large companies with 100,000 employees, maybe this is not the future. In the future, we will be driving, there will be more in, uh, entrepreneurship around the world. So I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it is. Um, I, teach, I teach kids to 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 when they, when they I, I I do some talk to high school students, and I tell them to to go to university because I still think it's worth at least in Italy it's cheap. I mean it's it's free and you get like maybe a lower quality education, but that that opens door to big companies. So like do that, but try to in the meantime start your side hustle. And network a lot because yeah, I forgot to mention that another thing that helped me was networking. I mean, get get in touch. Don't be the guy who go to, to your job or to the lesson and just do your stuff and go back home. Just network a lot because ideas are uh, they are created when people meet. That's that's true. Many people start their startup because they had they drank some beer. And they got yeah, a new exactly. idea, and next day they did some research, and yes. one month later they had a prototype. So that's um, yeah. totally, totally. That's really cool. I think also um, this there's this new work movement. Uh, I think um, also in the larger companies it's really changing a lot. Like they have entrepreneurship, or they have their own accelerators and and labs where you can um, start new things and uh, try stuff. Um, and also in your company, the company you're working in, they have also they have fancy furniture and everything's colorful. They have activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it, I, 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 I don't tell the name of my company on my blog, so I call it the Huli. Uh, but <laughs> yes, we are a fancy company with color, full of colors, like. Uh, and furniture, and it's a it's a creative work environment, of course. And are you sitting the whole day uh, on your desk at your desk, or are you changing the the workplaces? Uh, um, well, I have a desk, uh, but we have a lot of like funny rooms, video games everywhere. So you, you can actually grab your laptop and go working from whatever wherever you want. You can actually even visit other other offices. You get some reward if you visit five, 10, 15 different offices. You get like a badge. It, it, everything is gamified. Because oh, you're talking cool. to nerds and nerds need to be like gamified. We have like levels, <laughs> things, and you get badges and you get like 
t-shirt for funnity. So gamification is one thing that companies use to, 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 make, to make things fun at work. To, to get more out of you. <laughs> <laughs> to some extent, uh, it's a, I think it's a win-win because I, I, yeah. I think I'm also getting a lot from the company in yeah. both uh, money uh, and uh, opportunities and like prestige and whatever. I think, I think it's, a, it's a win-win. If I were, if I were uh, like, if I were still staying in Italy and doing much more, uh, less interesting work for much less salary, that would have been way worse. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. So um, in the future, I think, or also um, in, there are many companies who have this future work uh, style of work and um, it's much more human and uh, more friendly, I think. Um, And yeah, um, sure, uh, they can do, um, my company, other companies can do their best to make uh, the environment as human friendly as possible. The problem remains that usually in large corporation, the tasks you do are not that like, like fulfilling of, or uh, that's not, I can say, you wake up in the morning and say, hey, uh, tonight, uh, today I'm going to try to change the color of a button and do an experiment to see if this brings more yeah. clicks. That's not like the mission of your life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's the side effect. Most of the things will be auto automated um, in the future and also maybe right mm -hmm. now with um, robotic process automation or with AI and um, yeah. So... I think it's yeah, yeah, one last thing I also want to throw out there. Um, I assume you guys are familiar with Nestle, which fired 500 IT employees like a couple of months ago in Switzerland. Ooh, ooh. Nestle. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, because they wanted to move them over to cheaper locations. Um, mm -hmm. it's, um, it really seems like we're in this world where, I mean, initially in the last 10 -ish years, you've had this insane export of like knowledge workers towards cheaper production locations and at the same time um an inflow of knowledge workers to places well, like Switzerland, germany I, uk i don't have a strong opinion about that because i i think um, um, countries are specializing in either uh low cost or high tech uh and i don't know I mean, I, I see that Italy is failing on both. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know that, yeah, most of like Eastern Europe is becoming the new China, the new India for uh, low cost. And that's yeah. bringing money. I've been in Romania like last week and I saw that they are kind of getting way better. And so uh, I don't know. I think um, when people say, oh, but yeah, um, automation will kill jobs. Yeah, it has always done that. I mean, you're not working in a, in a farm, aren't you? Because you know what? We invented tractors and then 200 years ago, 90% of people were working in farms. Now you're not. I think you're better off like this. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I'm kind of skeptical of like robots taking over all the jobs. So there will still be a lot of things we need to do manually. Even Tesla, look, look at like Tesla. Uh, Elon Musk say that he, he kind of regrets of having automated too much because it's not cheap. I mean, uh, tasks can be automated, but 
but positions like jobs they they there are jobs who 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 require like like a hundred tasks and you can automate part of them not all of them yeah there's an amazing talk about this an amazing ted talk about this on how uh we will actually need robots because the aging population and uh, the um, people entering the workforce in the next 10 years are much less than people keep keeping consuming in their retirement age so we will actually need some robots somehow and there will also be new services and products where we need the the rest yeah. of the people working in yeah yeah gosh so Mr. Rip, I think uh, we want to throw in uh, the last two questions um, of uh, today. Um, so maybe first to get started, um, if people want to find more about you or get in touch with you, where can they find you? Yeah, um, I have this blog, which is called uh, retireinprogress.com. And I write, uh, I try to write at least like once per week, but I, sometimes I fail. Um, and yeah, I think that's uh, the, the best place where to find myself. They can write me an email, retiringprogress at gmail.com or uh, info at retiringprogress. I think there are, well, on, on my blog, you can find information. Okay, great. Well, then let's dive into the last one. Um, if there is one piece of advice in terms of quotes, books, or inspiring people in oh. this world, <laughs> yeah yeah now it's uh, coming i spend like five hours per day collecting quotes and inspirational books i have a list of 100 books it's simplifying to one so impossible <laughs> okay okay uh, would, what have been the la what has been the last good one you read uh well right now i'm focusing on uh on uh deep work which is a book by cal newport mm -hmm. but it's not actually related to to, to finance. It's more related to how to get high quality, uh, uninterrupted time to go deep on some topic, which can, can also be like lifelong learning or uh, producing some output, some valuable output. But if I need to, if I, if you want something from financial point of view, I think uh, the single best piece of advice is spend less than you earn and invest the difference. What could be better to um, to do deep work uh, to earn more in the end? Yeah, sure. Um, the Cal Newport thesis. Cal Newport is this uh, software engineer guy, uh, professor that wrote a couple of books which are like amazing. One is uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You, which mm. talks about deliberate practice. Yeah. And now this deep work, which is about, yes, how to put deliberate practice into a better framework because the, the hypothesis is that um, in future, um, what will be way more marketable and uh, monetizable will be uh, high quality uh, work um, that requires uh, attention. Because attention is another, another currency we are kind of giving away for free to Facebook, to like, like any other mobile game. So um, there will be, scarcity and more demand of high quality um, work and uh, the way to train yourself to be more high quality um, cognitive demanding uh, skilled uh, person would be trying to train this muscle that can be trained and you can learn how to focus and how to stay focused on on one thing for up to four hours per day 
Yeah. I also try that, but sometimes, of course, <laughs> I fail. Well, that, that, that would be perfect for uh, when one does not have to work eight hours per day, because if you go to work, then you get interrupted. But then maybe one day I'll be early retired and then I can work on my, I don't know, my books on, or on my uh, startup and I will try to find a way to, 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 to go in the flow as much as possible. Yeah. And just one last question. I'm, I'm really curious. Are you waking up to in the morning on in four o'clock or when do you do all your well, writing? I, I used to, I used to try uh, to wake up at six, 6 a.m. for a while. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Then like life happened and a lot of things happened and uh, I had to break a little bit. Now, thanks to my daughter, <laughs> I actually have like my, my sleep cycles are a little bit out of uh, normality. So I'm waking up early again and I really like it. Perfect. Uh, yes, I, I want to establish some morning routine, some more structured morning routine. Because right now it's driven by uh, how much energy I have. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm really like dead. So I go sleep in the other room. But <laughs> to make it like, like um, an, uh, an effort to go to bed early which is the actual real secret if you go to bed early yeah. then you will and you can do like writing in the morning do some sport and meditation and having and a healthy morning routine and bring your kid to the kindergarten <laughs> she's two months old so not yet kindergarten not yet. <laughs> you have to ad adapt uh, with um, the sleep cycle of the kid uh, every month. Or... Yeah, luckily she sleeps a lot. So, yes, but at 5 a.m. she is like an alarm clock. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, well, anyway, Mr. Rib, thank you so much uh, for all the amazing information you provided us with. I think uh, everybody will be really pleased to listen to this because it's, it's an interesting perspective to get from an Italian software developer living in Switzerland talking on FI like niche within niche within niche. Yeah. I, for, for whoever is in Switzerland or happen to pass here, I'm very willing to even to meet people and discuss. We even at, at, at my workplace, I, I meet people and uh, we discuss about financial independence and those topics. I'm really happy to meet people in person. Cool. Okay, great. So and if people uh, want to just write you uh, in your blog or just shoot you an email and uh, if they yeah sure i met like a couple of weeks ago this other uh, swiss blogger which is called uh, spar coyote and he's a, it's an amazing guy it's like a 21 years old guy i mean you, you should interview him because he, he's very very uh how can i say well set for his age he's super young he's already saved a lot of money he's like and another amazing Swiss blogger, mm -hmm. and uh, I, he contacted me. We met, uh, and we had an amazing like day. Uh, and we're probably going to meet again. That, that's why I'm blogging. I'm blogging to meet other like-minded people because I feel yeah. so alone in like being a cheap ass. Cool. So we definitely have to uh, do an interview with him. And yeah. So, but for now, thank you uh, for all of your wise advice and um, your your deep thinking. And hope we can, um, yeah, maybe have an interview again. Sure, yeah, sure. Maybe. Thank you, cool. guys. It's been uh, very interesting.
Thank you for listening to the show. We hope you liked it and would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think because it really helps us to improve the show. All the mentioned articles, books and everything in between can be found in the show notes. Also, if you want to learn more about us, you can find us at financial-independence.eu. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.